Welcome to another episode of the Physique Formation Podcast with your host, Denver Stain. A lot of my episodes are around fat loss, calorie control, you know, reasons why you aren't dropping body fat, things like that. That's kind of the general theme of things for the most part, which I'm okay with. And I think, you know, it's a running trend. And I think it's probably wise to continue on this path and dive a little bit deeper into when is it appropriate to make adjustments to your calorie intake in order to continue to see fat loss? And when I say calorie intake, I should actually just say calorie deficit or energy deficit because we should be inclusive of energy output and uh, you know levels of exercise as well, not just nutrition-based. So if you've heard my episodes before, you would know that the ideal rate of fat loss for any individual, sorry, let's say most individuals, would be 0.5 to 1% of their total body weight lost per week on average. Now, on average is super important because one week you might lose nothing, the next week you might lose 2% or 1% even, and that's still on average 0.5% across an average of a fortnight. So. On average is key and also you know things like fluid related um, weight gain or menstrual cycle related weight gain all these things come into play as well which is why we can't just expect a rate of weight loss you know at 0.5 every single week there will be highs and lows especially in the first phase of your diet the first one to two weeks we tend to lose more a higher percentage and then it starts to really slow down and the leaner you are the lower your body fat levels are, the slower the rate of uh, fat loss in total. So when is it appropriate to make adjustments? Obviously, we want to stay in that range for as long as we can. And some people kind of get frustrated when they see the scale dropping at a slow pace. But we have to remember that slower weight loss is more sustainable. And in the process, we're going to sustain your lean muscle mass or maintain your lean muscle mass along the way. We're going to have, we're going to be able to manage hunger, energy drops, cravings, uh, things like that a little bit easier when the rate of weight loss is more comfortable. And we're not going to see a huge swing in weight regain as quickly. There generally will be weight regain at the end of a fat loss phase or towards a maintenance or growth phase afterwards, but we're not going to see a huge swing and a huge increase in total body weight too quickly. So the more we push, the more aggressive we are with a calorie deficit or a fat loss phase, the more of a swing that we see the opposite way when it's all said and done and it's over, which is why uh, a lot of people tend to lose weight and regain it and uh, you know continue that cycle over a long period of time. So with all that said, to give an example of 0.5 to 1% body weight Per week on average for those of you who for whatever reason don't understand what that means is if you are a 60 kilo female you want to lose 300 grams to 600 grams on the scale on average per week or per week on average and to some people they jump on a scale they eat well they stay active they avoid alcohol they train hard and a week later, they've lost 300 grams, and they're like, that's not enough. I'm not impressed by that. It's not exciting. I want to see a faster rate of weight loss, etc. And the reality is, that's actually a good place to be. 
Now, if you're someone who weighs 60 kilos and you're losing 100 grams on the scale or you're not losing any weight at all or you're gaining weight and it's consistent across a few weeks, for example, and you don't have your period or you don't have a high stress environment or anything else like that and you are very consistent with your food intake, your macros, your training, your steps, your sleep, your hydration, your sodium intake, etc., then we have to start talking about adjustments that may need to be made in order to continue to see weight loss. And I like to use like a fat loss fat loss decision tree, which I've been using for a very, very long time now. And it really just keeps things very simple, takes emotion out of decision making. However, coaching is an art. And at times this decision tree doesn't always, you know, it's not always the main focus. Uh, at times there are other things that come into play. But having a simple approach to, hey, we didn't get this result, we either need to do this or do this, is this most simple way to ensure that we are making the appropriate adjustments along the way. And we just have to be honest with ourselves. I mean, there's been so many times where I've just been stuck at a certain body weight and tried everything I possibly could to see more fat loss besides eating less food and nothing worked besides eating less food. And that's just the harsh reality of it at times. So if you're following a meal plan or a macronutrient split or whatever, and it's set up towards fat loss and you're training hard and stuff, and you assess things seven to 10 days later or you know seven to 14 days later, and you're not visually looking leaner or notice a decrease in the scale, the first thing we have to think about is do we have any inconsistencies with food volume? Do we have a high amount of stress? Do we have poor sleep? Is there a change in your fluid intake? Is there a change in your daily routine? Are you checking in with me or weighing yourself at the same time each week? Uh, are you retaining any fluid from stress in regards to training even? Um, what is your frequency of bowel movements as well? And how is your overall digestion? Uh, also, obviously, the menstrual cycle, as I've uh, mentioned previously, all of these different things play a role which can blur the rate of weight loss or fat loss. So we can actually be in a calorie deficit. We can be making progress, but not actually realize it because these factors are blurring the rate of weight loss or fat loss, sorry. And after a period of time, these things shift and then we actually actualize, I guess you could say, uh, the results or we, they kind of just, you know, come to light and we see the improvements. And this happens actually quite often. I could have a whole bunch of food volume, drink a whole bunch of water late at night and, uh, you know, have casein protein powder, be super bloated and be heavier on the scale the next morning, but still be in a calorie deficit and then see weight loss occur you know, a few days later or the week after that. So if all of that or if none of those things are factors and we just literally aren't achieving the rate of weight loss that we want, we're not in that 0.5 to 1% range and uh, none of those other factors come to play, then we have to think to ourselves, obviously there has to be an adjustment to the amount of calories that we're consuming or the amount of activity that we're doing. And because food plays such a big role in regards to calorie control um, or energy um, expenditure or energy control, basically, 
um, it's best to take calories away from food because, you know, for example, if you ate one Tim Tam biscuit, chocolate biscuit, that's 100 calories. And that can be consumed so quickly, yeah? But to burn 100 calories on the treadmill is going to take quite some time. So we never burn as much calories as we do consume. I've got to make sure this makes sense. The amount of your, your diet plays the biggest role in regards to calorie control, and you will get a much better outcome from just reducing food instead of trying to burn that same amount of calories through exercise. And without getting too complicated, we have to realize that, hey, like if we just take 100 calories off your diet from food, if we just pull out 100 calories, eat 100 calories less, 25 grams of carbohydrates less, for example, that's it, simple, done. However, if we try to burn 100 calories more per day, you have to understand that your body is already burning calories normally. So if I go for a walk right now and I try to burn 100 calories, I have to know that my body would have been burning a set amount of calories anyway. And maybe that amount of calories would have been 60 calories, but I'm just walking a little bit faster to get to the 100 calories. And so that offset isn't as big. Now I hope that makes sense to everybody. And I guess you can think of it like this. There's calories that we burn day to day. I'm burning calories right now, just sitting here talking to you. But then there's active calories, which means the increase in calories burnt during this time. So if I'm sitting here um, and I'm burning, you know, 100 calories, you know, just hypothetically um, in 10 minutes of sitting here, if I start moving my arm or my hands or something like that, moving my body around, maybe I only burn an extra 20 calories in that 10 minutes. And that's not enough compared to just reducing your food intake. So food control is always going to be the main foundation when it comes to creating a calorie deficit. It's going to take up, make up the most of that deficit. Therefore, it is also the best first action is to reduce your food intake, um, assuming you can handle the hunger that comes with that. Hopefully all of that made sense to you guys. Um, but just know that pulling food is always the most effective approach when it comes to increasing the caloric deficit. So we pull food and then we expect to see a rate of weight loss that we want. And hopefully that is the case. We go for a while, we stop seeing results, we wanna see more results, we wanna see a faster rate of progress, we're not in that 0.5 to 1% range anymore. Then we start to add in some more activity. So that's when we think to ourselves, hey, let's increase our step count, or let's add some structured cardio to the plan and uh, kind of go from there. And we kind of run through the process of pulling some food away, adding in some more activity pulling some food away, adding in some more activity as we need to. And as your body weight gets lower, your energy needs get lower, therefore your calorie intake will get lower as well. And we just keep kind of going through that, that process. And with all that said, there is a point in time where we think to ourselves, okay, this is too much activity, we can't do more, or our food's too low, we can't pull back food anymore. So you might get to a point where, you know, the total amount of food volume is quite low, so you're like, you know what, I'll just do more activity so I can hold my food where it is. Or you might be someone who doesn't have enough time in your day to do more activity, to do more steps, to do structured cardio. So you decide instead of doing more activity, I'm just going to be okay with eating less food and pulling my food back even more. So this is why it's a very individual approach when it comes to adjusting intakes and outputs towards fat loss, because 
we're all very different. We all have different schedules, different lifestyles, different preferences, and mentally we all handle things quite differently as well. And touching on mentally, so let's just say that we are pushing through and then we don't see weight loss anymore and we get to a point where we're like, I don't want to eat any less, I don't want to do any more exercise. Uh, physically and mentally, I feel really fatigued. We call that diet fatigue, basically. Um, you know, I can't push any harder. I, I just don't see the results happening anymore. At times, the result of this is actually increased fluid retention due to stress, and that can actually blur our fat loss results. And we think we're not making progress anymore because we're just holding on to fluid. That's actually quite common. That's one aspect. The other aspect is, yeah, you are just burnt out and um, you're not burning as many calories as you think anymore. Your body's adapted to your output. Um, you're just your general movement outside of steps is has lowered your food focus is insane things like that that is when we might go to something like a two to three day refeed where you're eating more carbohydrates for two or three days in a row or we might go to a full like one week diet break where we move to calorie maintenance for a week pull back your cardio pull back your steps just for a week take some stress off the body maybe see a drop in fluid retention, uh, the stress-related fluid retention in the process. And after a week, we look to go back to that digging phase, but back to the push, back to the deficit, and we start to expect to see more results. And that is essentially the decision tree on when it is appropriate to adjust your calorie intake. And, you know, the best approach in regards to managing it as well as you can and not jumping the gun and thinking, oh, I didn't see a rate of weight loss I want. I'm just going to eat less straight away or I'm going to do way more cardio straight away or I'm going to do cardio every single day, you know, or some people will come to me and say, hey, like I want to see faster results. Can I just fast every day or whatever it might be? There's always some kind of aggressive approach that people want to take and that is not sustainable. And that also comes with some issues around, you know, potentially losing muscle mass, uh, affecting training performance, affecting sleep, uh, increasing stress, and all these other things, which, as I mentioned earlier, can really just be too aggressive and then result in a swing the opposite way and throw you off track. So if you're in a position where you're looking to drop body fat right now and you're not seeing the rate of weight loss that you want to, then you you have to ask yourself some serious questions. Is there anything I'm doing that's slowing down this rate of weight loss? Am I tracking my food accurately? Is there anything that's blurring the rate of weight loss where I'm actually making results, I'm achieving fat loss, and I just can't see it at this point in time? Can I improve my sleep? Can I improve my hydration? Can I manage or reduce my stress at all? Is my food volume fairly consistent? Am I having days that are way higher in sodium and then days that are not so high? Are my bowel movements consistent? Is my fiber intake consistent? All of these things need to be questioned as you continue on the journey, right? Then you have to be willing and and accepting of eating less food than feels comfortable at times when necessary. You also have to really question yourself when it comes to the physical and mental fatigue, fatigue side to decide, hey, do I really need a diet break or a refeed? Can I keep pushing? Am I about to break? Is this you know wrecking my life right now? Um, and all these thing, different things that come into play. And that's essentially the role of a coach. That's what I do is I assess all of the data and I make decisions that I feel would most 
best suit the individual mentally, physically, and what they're capable of achieving. So if you're in a fat loss phase right now and you're unsure of which direction to take, this will give you a bit of guidance in that regard. If you're a client of mine and you kind of want an insight of what to expect down the road, this again will give you an insight of you know the way that I coach clients towards their goals and the decisions that we make and why I make the decisions that I make. Uh, so hopefully this has been informative. I wanted to keep it nice and simple as I always do. And if you have any questions, you can reach out to me on Instagram at Coach Denver Stain and check out my website, physiqueformation.com.au and denverstain.com. I've got two websites and I will speak to you guys on the next one.